Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Hannah Newhouse filling in for Casey Boat this week. A wild race in Kansas provides plenty for the guys to cover. We'll talk night racing with the Aero Package, Eric Jones' move on Clint Boyer, confusion setting the restart lineup and expectations for the all-star race and much more here we go i'm tj majors this is Brent griffin get ready be ready be ready give me what you got here new leader oh watch out for this guy white flag break it high go low go low clear bring home three wide coming to the line door bumper clear Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup car with Joey Logano in the 99 pickup truck with Ben Rhodes, and uh, new guest today. It's not a pickup truck. It's a pickup truck. Is it? All right, let's check the... I can't pick anything up. Let's check the, you know, let's check background. the background first, see if there's any tool bags back here. <laughs> making, not working. Making loud noises. Making loud noises. Now we're clear. Brett Griffin, Spotter, <sighs> Clint Boyer, we got a special host the yeah. hostess with the mostest. The return. Straight out of douchebagville. <laughs> yep. Thank you. I knew. <laughs> Don't make her mad. I wish I wish I could tell you. I thought it would like die down after maybe Martinsville. I expected it in Martinsville. Or not Martinsville. Richmond. And I mean, I know. Nope. I can't even walk into the garage without. Yeah, it's not happening. You're no. everybody's favorite now. I thought I was jobless on the front stretch of Bristol Motor Speedway. I was like, this is it. I have to this tell is how you, I go out. I have to tell you, 10 years ago, you would have been. But in today's world, you're like the most popular person ever. Well, it was a total you- slip up. Like, it, like, well, obviously, but <laughs> oh no, 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 that wasn't a slip up. I mean, you meant to so say let's it. Set right, the context. But it wasn't let's, meant. Let's set the context okay, here, real okay. quick, for people who don't know. Hannah was in Bristol. Hannah was doing an interview, and the guy basically insinuated to Hannah that she didn't know what she was talking about. She thought her mic was cold, which means nobody can hear her. It wasn't cold. It was extremely hot. <laughs> So hot, it's still being talked about. So Hannah responds to a producer in her ear when Riley Herbst, right? Am I saying his name right? Yep, yep. Um, And she basically called him a douchebag, and it was epic, and it was awesome, and I literally busted out crying laughing when I saw this. Do we beep that? Let's put. No, we don't. Mike Davis said we can leave it in. It's clear. I mean, she said it. We can say it. All right, here it is. We'll remind people. (laughs) Cringe. Uh, The car's killed. Look at the right side of the thing. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see the right side over here. So Riley Herbst out in today's K and N race. Yeah, Han, I could tell you from I can see the right side, and it's pretty well used up. What a douchebag! 
<laughs> That's never going to get old. Oh, now. it's people's ringtones. Let's just put it that way. And the way that you say it I bet it's with not the his. emphasis on the D <laughs> word is epic. Congratulations so, on becoming Do you famous. feel like he was being a little bit of a smart ass? Yeah, so... Like, could you tell? Like, I didn't, like... Was he definitely being... Yeah, so what people don't understand is, like, how... You know, I did track PA, so I don't have people in my ear prepping me on what's going on, what's happening. I can't see the wreck. I didn't see any of it. I had the whole infield to myself, and so I was a one-person show down there. And they said, hey, you know, all these cars are wrecked out. I think Riley's out. Go get him. Couldn't see the car. Couldn't see anything. All I know is he's out on lap one. And everyone was on me, and they're like, that's what you get for sticking a mic in a person's face when they wreck out on lap one. I'm like... Guys, I have been there. I have driven these race cars. I have wrecked yeah. out on lap one. I yeah. know what it's like to do that interview. I didn't wreck your car. Yeah. You did. Or someone else did. So don't be, you know, <laughs> don't be rude to me in the sense. You're allowed to have emotion and be pissed. So have you talked to him since? Okay, no. So here's the funny story, too, is that next weekend was Richmond. And I was with MRN. And I usually, if I'm working Xfinity races, do pole qualifier. Well, guess who acquired the poll by rainout points? Who? Riley Herbst. <laughs> Did you get to interview him? No, I didn't. Winston Kelly got so it. Have you talked to him or no? Uh, no, I haven't. He's an idiot then. Well, because his I've PR reached... team, if maybe he doesn't have one, like he should be capitalizing on this and See, making fun of it and making up with you. Like maybe get down on one knee, knee and do something sweet. And I get the issue down that came because he got knee. he got put in a pretty bad light after that. You know what I mean? As far as people ripped on him pretty hard. And but I reached out to his team. I reached out to Gilliland and made sure everything was good there. But, yeah, it was but he's like, got a chance to capitalize on that. What a marketing <laughs> fail on his part. Obviously for you, it was a marketing plus. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard you say that, I was oh. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought she's I was in, jobless. She's in it was trouble. not good. I didn't even know what happened. So I was on the front stretch still. Oh, your Twitter had this to be is, blowing up. So this is like 15 minutes later, and my phone was in my back pocket, and my watch was going, neat, 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 neat. And I'm like, I swear I charged it. And I look down, and it says 19 text messages and 153 Twitter notifications. And I click it, and the first thing was from Matt Weaver, and it goes, dude, your mic was hot. You just called him that live on air. And I was like, this is how I go out. This is it. <laughs> this is how I'm going down. This is so down. not good. Oh, I was mortified. And I was mortified for like a week and a half. I mean, I was terrified. So have you gotten any good gigs out of that since? Because to me, your phone like should have rang and said, hey, I want to hire this girl. She, well, she doesn't care. It, well, it, it you get was in trouble? Iffy. No, so I didn't get in trouble. You know, everyone just kind of said, that was your mulligan. That was your, that was your one chance that you learned that your mic is always hot. Because it could have been a lot worse. If you know me and you know my... Oh it could have been worse. But Chris Blair from Gateway actually called me and said, hey, if you ever want to come do any stuff out here, let me know. And I'm actually working both their race events already awesome. for MRN. So I'll already be out there. But yeah. I had a couple people that were calling me. Well, we only had you back on the show because of Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'll add that to my list of accidental yes. gigs. So when people say, what'd you get out of it? You, you're now a fixture here when Casey's yeah. Cool. Out. Perfect. Congratulations. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if you want to do it again, just try to word it a little differently maybe next time. <laughs> Say something else. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that. Where, where were so. you at when you heard about it? Were you working that race, or were you? Where, 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 what were you doing? I was working that race. Yeah. So you didn't hear about it till after. I didn't hear about it till after. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, right after I was. I think we went to dinner, and I was scrolling through. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So, so <laughs> and, Mike uh, Herman at Spots for Stenhouse, he was working that race, and he sends me a text. Hannah Newhouse is going to be your favorite new person, and I was like. <laughs> Why? And then he sends me the clip of it, and I was like, "Actually, you're right. She is." Yeah, your driver came and found me. Loves that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I on Sunday because obviously that was Saturday night for the K N race. Sunday, um, I was behind the stage for driver intros or whatever, and Clint came and found me, and I was like, "Oh no!" And he's like, 
that was awesome. And I'm like, well, of course, Clint, out of all of the people in this field, is going to appreciate that. Well, and course. I was just like mortified. If there was one guy that I could pick that would walk up to you and say that, it would definitely have been Clint. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero doubt. Yeah. Zero doubt. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. It was it was an interesting weekend, and it still hasn't died down. I still have random crew guys that will come and find me. Of course you do. Walking up and down pit You're road. You're a legend now. You're no. labeled with that now. Like I, that. That's your, People told like, me they're going to sell T-shirts. I'm like, like, you know what? At this point, I can't get rid of it, so just loot me in for royalties. <laughs> you could do, like, what a D-bag, and it's probably... Why you not? Know. Yeah. Did you get any good barbecue in Kansas City? Um, what'd you eat? Eat yet? We stay. Yeet. 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 Eating in Kansas. So yeet, uh, we had to look that up last week. You know so what? did I. I okay. have no idea. So one person responded on Twitter, and I thought it was pretty funny, that said, yeet, that's uh, what we say in Texas if we ask if you ate dinner yet. <laughs> yeet yet? You don't too? All right. So um, we stayed downtown there. And there's a little place on a corner downtown somewhere, and it it's got a lot of trophies in it. So yeah. must have been pretty good. I wanted a Q39. That place was off the so chain. So I heard a lot of people talk about that this week. That's the first time I've heard about this place this too. weekend. Brisket was the best brisket I've ever eaten huh. in my life. My I'll burn ends are better than theirs. Their brisket was so good, it made me mad. I was like, the you only, can't make it this good. The only brisket that I think could probably be better than that is if if um, Scott Crawford sends us a Traeger for the show and we yeah. do it here, you Smoke know. Smoke it here. Yep, Traeger Grills with Scott, yeah. you know. A lot of hint, people were saying they need to just sponsor <laughs> our show. Traeger I know, that's what we're going in. for. We could come up with some some barbecue. Yeah. Well, you could do, better. A, you like, could do a barbecue each session. Like, like you could talk about what you tracks, put on the Traeger. Like, we'll go find somebody in the infield each racetrack that's, that's using a Traeger and tweets us, and we'll go take pictures with them and stuff and Perfect. see what they're cooking. So... Loop me door, in on that. I'm usually door, on the MRN bus. So I'm not really sure we want stop. your type of publicity on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Just you. Saying. I mean, Thank you. We're trying to swing on the other side of the fence too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but Kansas, yeah, that was uh, exciting. Probably more exciting for you. I was pretty. Um, you were pretty. What happened to you? You weren't even relevant all night. That's why I was. That's pretty irrelevant. We never. Uh, we never. We got a lap down there. We ran long, hoping to get a caution. We started from the back, and we got all the way to thirteenth in the first run, um, which is solid. I was, I'm fine with that. Um, and then we, uh, the next stop, we we uh, ironically we blocked Eric Jones, and we got it. It hit us in the bumper, and it kind of knocked our quarter panel loose a little bit with the crush panel, and so we had to fix that. So we went to the back again, and then we um, ran long. And just ended up getting – we were half straight away behind Harvick when the Kosh came out. We were the second so, car lap So fixing down. that damage was kind of the end of that. That hurt. And then Harvick having his problem. He come out. He took two tires, come out right in front of us. Oh. So I'm like, okay, this is – you know. And then um, the only time we got passed all night on a restart, uh, Suarez gets us <laughs> gets the lucky dog. Um, so that – you know, we were like right there, but we just never – we finished 15th. First yeah. car – I mean – if we get our lap back, I'm I'm sure we could race top ten. Yeah. So you know, but we just didn't get the opportunity to do it. We just we kept fighting all night, and uh, you know I think points you're, leader, right? Yeah, Kyle had that trouble and lost a lot of spots there. And Kyle I did think, that to himself, by the way, because he came across yeah. my nose and cut his tire down. Yeah, and I, I was I was not happy. Like, I saw he that. was nowhere near clear, and he came across everybody, and I was like, dude, you're four wide, you're not clear. So that's the racing that this this that's the stuff that's going to be tough for spotters. Now we're we're having to call situations that we normally don't don't ever have to call it happens like once or twice a year you're four or five wide yeah now we're having that pretty regularly on restarts at a track like that and 
it's hard. You uh, you have to watch what's going on around you, and you got runs coming from behind. They're Big gonna runs. They're gonna make a hole. So you got to know what's going on there. And I mean, it's 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 a new it's a new game of spotting now. And um, you got to be able to describe a lot of situations really fast and a lot of info. And hopefully your guy doesn't hesitate when he gets that info and makes the decision. If you hesitate, you're you're gonna, you're gonna get turned. Yeah. So, but yeah, tell us about your exciting race. Mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched your race. Like, it wasn't mine. So <laughs> I went back and watched your race. Um, <clears throat> I watched every. I skipped every lap with your car. Your race was pretty boring. My race. Yeah. Everybody you raced, yeah. you caught them. They let you go. Everybody that caught you, you kind of like they just motored on by. It was after it was strung out. Yeah. Like we I, were, we were, uh, we were really, really fast. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but I mean, really, yeah. really, really trimmed out. So when we got in traffic, we were really, really, really loose. Yeah. That was our struggle, I right? I can see that. So we just never could catch up to the track. So pit stops, restarts, track position. And the position. track probably cycled loose as well. It did. It, it got did. looser as the night went on. As it got, yeah. As it got yeah. cooler, it got looser. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we, we had a f- super fast car, track position. And the key for me, honestly, at the end of the races, or at the end of the race, was to get the, the top on restarts. If you yeah, got absolutely. the bottom, you were stuck down there. And if you got stuck in the middle with equal tires, you were screwed. If somebody got to your right rear and everybody was on equal tires, that middle line was screwed. But if you had tires, you could shoot that middle line and make up a ton of ground. We saw guys do that. So it was uh, – yeah. We made up ground on the bottom, but you had to be when you got your positions. You know, you took what was given to you from the the shorter distance in one and two, and then you had to make a hole somehow. You couldn't wait, um, or you had to get through three and four really good and clear. If you were on the bottom a complete lap, if you come off four and you're still on the bottom, you're in trouble. I'll tell you what, I, I really felt vulnerable telling Clint over the radio some of the things that I was telling him. You know, like, hey, on this restart, if we let somebody to our right rear, we're screwed. If we let somebody to our right rear during the run, we're screwed. Like, because we know other people are listening to us. So then they're going to relay it to their driver. Well, you know, the 14 saying, if you get to his right rear, he's done. Well, then yeah. they know, oh, well, if somebody gets to our right rear, we're done. So those yeah. are things where we're giving out information that, that during the race, obviously, is is important. I mean, we should have ran second. We ended up fifth. But nonetheless, you're telling your kind of trade secrets over the radio. Yeah, I think the the top handful of guys, we are like, that's nothing that that's nothing that we don't already. I mean, I, my uh, the biggest thing to do is to get to the guys outside quarter. Panel. I don't think forty people on the roof knew it, but now uh, now they'll know it. But I mean, twenty probably. Did. Shame on them if they don't know it by now because it's been like that for years. I mean, if you don't yeah. know that already and you don't have that worked out with your driver, you're not. You're not a top tier. A mile and a half track has never raced like that raced on Saturday night. Uh, not exactly. No, it was it was uh <laughs> like go karts still like it was. It was like going to go like slot cars that wouldn't spin out, but yeah. you know, I Martin Truex hit the forty one so hard in the back and he just drove out of it still. He saved it, it and proves, drove out of it. It proves what we've been saying. These cars are too easy to drive. They're too glued to the racetrack and you can't wreck them. Yeah. I talked to Larson last night. I ran into him and I was like, Man, you're the only guy all weekend to try and wreck a race car. And he wrecked it in practice. Yeah. Saved it, didn't hit anything, but he's the only guy that was able to find the edge in the, with this aero package at this racetrack and literally wrecked the car. And yeah. we saw I saw saw Chase Elliott wreck a dozen times. Saw Suarez get wrecked. I saw Kyle yeah. Busch get wrecked. And guess what they didn't do? They didn't wreck. They saved it. You cannot wreck these cars. It's like a truck with all the side force when they get sideways. With Like Ross, I thought Ross was wrecked in that truck race Toast. off of turn two. And um, he somehow saved it. So uh, We called yeah. him out last week on the show, Ross Chastain. Yeah. 
He goes out and he wins his first truck race. Mm. You're welcome, Ross. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Crediting well, the win to Dorbert for about clear. Ross winning his first race. I think it was cool. Like I again, I didn't really watch a lot of the racing from Kansas well, this you weekend. Suck. I I know, I know. You know, it was my one weekend off. I woke up the next morning to figure What'd out you who do won all weekend. I had my parents in town. My mom was in town from Idaho, so okay, well, excuse me. So that's all you did? Your parents, you sat on a couch and talked? I don't have cable, so that's the first thing. I don't have. Are you a millennial? I'm post-millennial. What are you? I don't know. Whatever after millennial is. I'm 1997. That's old. Jason, what are you? That's old. Whatever Hannah is, too. Y'all don't even know what you are. I think it's Gen Z or something. No, that dude's a millennial in there. (laughs) That's 100% millennial. No. 100%. Technically, no. Who makes these rolls up? Why would I be 100% millennial? It's generational, TJ. It's not (laughs) a rule. Do you not think he's a millennial? I think he's a millennial. Uh, He's whatever he's born in. (laughs) I can't just assume a generation. What's the dates of it? It's like... Uh, I think it's like 95 or 96. <laughs> Who decides that? It ends then? in 96, yeah. I think I'm a Generation X or I'm a baby Is that boy. like, oh, oh, I'm not a baby Wait boy. a minute. Saved by the Bell's ending. We're going to start a new generation. That's right. Yeah. Based <laughs> on TV mean, series. 90210. Yeah, that, is a, yeah. that is a weird, weird ending date. Like 97 yeah. is post-millennial. Is it like May 13th, 97 or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I graduated college in 97. Really? What a great year. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was awesome. Wow. All right. Let's start the show, Hannah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <sighs> All right, moving on to Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. Spot Off. Spot On, you like it. Spot Off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. I really could kind of sound like Casey when I say Spot On, Spot Off there. Try it. No, we're good. I'll just kill it. (laughs) All right, first topic here. Uh, day versus night racing with the current aero package. TJ, you can start. Uh, I, I'm. I like day racing still. I like uh, car sliding around a little bit more. I think there's more opportunity that when it gets hot. Uh, it was cool seeing night racing. I think that stuck the cars together a little bit more. Definitely. Uh, definitely. I think it, there. I saw some handling issues still. Um, we have handling issues. We're not wide open the entire time. I just think that magnifies when it gets hot out. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm still day race. TJ was against me last week when I said this was going to be the test on this aero package. We were going to find out if this aero package was ever going to work. And guess what it finally did at a mile and a half track? It worked. We have, in my opinion, developed this whole package solely to make downforce tracks put on a better show. And that was the first downforce track we've seen put on a good show all year. We went to Richmond with this package and couldn't pass. Dover with this package and couldn't pass. We get to a night race, low temperatures, and we put on a hell of a show. Jeff Gluck's poll was 90% of the people thought it was a great race. I agreed. I thought it was a great race. In the daytime, we run closer together with this package, yes. Can we pass? Absolutely not. Most cars cannot. At night, Man, we could. I thought it was, uh, uh, honestly, everything they intended for this package to produce, it finally produced it. These tracks better get to putting up lights. I think you have the same race, maybe a little bit better, a little more uh, runs and stuff with uh, daytime racing. I didn't see people get super tight behind guys. Like, I didn't see the, not like Dover. Dover was bad. You couldn't even, you couldn't get within four car lengths of the guy. Here, I saw guys drive pretty close up behind guys. I mean, closer than Dover, for sure. And they're going faster, too. Um, I think... I think, uh, I don't know, I think it's, I thought, I think it'll be good in the day still. We're going to find out what's our next day mile and a half, Kentucky. 
I think well, so. Charlotte. No, oh, it's night race. No, it's evening. The open. <laughs> but it's not going to be cool as it was no. in Kansas. I mean, we were yeah. racing in the 40s there, low 50s, and we'll see. Bless. Um, next one here for you. 10 laps under caution as NASCAR set lineup before the restart with 39 to go. Brett will be spot on for this. Yeah, Brett, you're first. <laughs> how, how can we continue to do this every week? How can we continue to struggle so much with a lineup? I had a guy from Martin Truex's team send me a text yesterday that said, please talk about the fact that we lost a lap and we shouldn't have. We should have been one down. We beat the pace car off pit road, or we beat the leader off pit road based on where the leader was on the track, right, and where Martin Truex was at on pit road. But because the leader was at speed, they said we didn't beat him because we were behind him. We ended up losing an additional lap because they can't figure out how to to freeze the field ultimately. Um, who's losing here is the competitors and the fans because they let Eric Jones get his lap back. Coming to one to go, they realized, okay, Eric Jones is supposed to be on the lead lap. He drives all the way around the field, pulls up in the eighth position. The lucky dog is seventh. How does the lucky dog end up seventh and Eric Jones is on the lead lap and end up eighth? He's on the outside in this restart. Well, what that does, Hannah, is that screws up the entire lineup behind him. He got screwed. Yeah. He was supposed to be way further up than that. So, So not only does Truex get screwed, Jones gets screwed, then the lineup gets screwed up. And again, we're talking 10 pace laps. We're talking 12 to 15 minutes, and we can't figure it out. Red flag the race, stop it, go back to your TV footage. You got 70 million cameras right. there. Figure yeah. it out, get it right, roll us back off. Don't ride around out there wasting gas, wasting viewership. Like I, it, It's frustrating for us. Yeah. I wasn't screwed, so I didn't care, to be honest with you. I didn't care if they screwed the whole field, as long as I didn't get I will, screwed. Um, I'll tell you what doesn't make this easier is we raced. If you're on pit road and the yellow comes out, you and you're on, if you're on the turn four side of the start finish line, you're racing the leader to the start finish line only. You're not racing to the end of pit road. Once you beat him to the start finish line, you're locked right there compared to whatever pass you on the track. That's where you come in. That's where you slot in at on the racetrack. When you're on the turn one side of pit road, you get you race to the to the yellow line. Yeah, and you know. It used to be pretty easy. They used to have that down pretty good. I don't know why that's gotten so difficult lately. But what makes this harder is the fact that the guys that come off pit road, instead of blending right there where, where you know in an area where they should, they just speed up and they just a lot of them just speed up and try to take something. And this it messes everything up when everybody when everybody just tries to take what they think they earned or whatever. Like I don't know the nineteen situation. I know he was on the turn four side of pit road. I don't know where the leader passed him or anything like that. Um, but when you come off pit road and say say the leader beats him to the line, he comes off pit road, he just passes everybody, comes back around, then that makes it even harder to figure out. And people do that, do they not? Yeah, for sure. You try to manipulate it into your into your to into your advantage. Your, to your advantage any chance yeah. you get. Yeah. So maybe we do need to red flag it when it gets like this to stop. But we don't there's a handful of people up there. We were restarting, we were 15th on the racetrack. We were fifth, scored 15th. P14's on the lead lap because he's a lucky dog. I'm restarting. Where, where do you think I'm starting? If I'm 15th in line, there's a lucky dog. You're supposed to be. Um, I'll be 14th. You'd be, yeah. So right. I had a guy pulling up on my outside that thought he was sixth, thought he should have been out there. And I'm like, no, I'm the first car lap down. 
the lucky dog is back there. And they're, so they're pulling up trying to go three wide. You're back. I'm like, no. We had three rows of three wide during this we, process. And, but it, that's the stuff that messes this all but up. But here's the thing. There's a there's a wheel and a tire sitting on what they call the ball field, even though yeah. I've never seen anybody play baseball down there or football or any kind of ball. Anyway, they call it the ball field. It's the grassy area in the trial between pit road and the racetrack. Okay. That wheel down there is extremely dangerous because if for any reason a car does get wrecked and hits that wheel, that wheel is yeah. going to go flying through the air at 100 plus miles an hour. It's, it's an 80 it pound wheel. Somebody. It'll kill somebody. It'll take yeah. your head off, right? So when that wheel gets out there, they immediately know we have to throw a caution. So in their mind, and look, every race is different. Every caution is different. Every lineup's different. It's not easy, but nonetheless, they know they have to say in their minds, we're getting ready to have to throw a caution. We're in the middle of a pit cycle. Ryan Newman's tire is in the grass. Let's get our together before we hit this button let's take an extra second here to figure out what we're going to need for resources to get this right and i think it's like pow yellows out and it's like yeah uh Uh-oh. there's yeah. just a lot of moving parts at one time and it doesn't make it easier it's a tough it's tough for them too it is it's hard on them too but we i feel like we as a group could do a better but instead of just taking what we think we earned or whatever and i mean like the 20 car got scored he should have been way up further than what he was <laughs> dude he barely got back on the lead lap they he, almost went green with him one down. He should have been up near the lead. And that's just like, but we, like, just noticing, like, guys are in it for themselves a lot when that happens. And I get it. Everyone's trying to give an advantage. You, the you thing never is, know. The thing, what TJ's saying is the 20 had already pitted. So if the 20 is legal and on the lead lap, he should almost inherit the lead. The lead. He should certainly not be behind the lucky dog on a restart. Exactly. So if he's deemed on the lead lap and he's already pitted, everyone else on the lead lap, when the caution comes out, they're going to come pit. And we did, which makes Eric Jones the leader. Well, right. guess who wasn't the leader? Eric Jones. Guess right. who barely got back on the lead lap? Like th- th- and these they weren't are- going to go green with him on the lead lap. So. We, we saw it at Bristol. We, we've, we're seeing this. And, and look, next thing you know, TJ and I are going to have to go in there and watch a race because we're, we're saying we think we know what they should do. I know yeah. it's hard. I know it's difficult. Absolutely, it's Steve hard. Steve O'Donnell's in there, you know, the race operations guy. I mean, they, they got a lot of people in there. It is. Like, but I, but, and but I know, they like, got to get these right. Yeah, but it's just, I'm saying so a lot of times we don't make it easier on them by any means because everyone wants that competitive advantage. But but at the same time, if you knew you were supposed to be on lead lap and or you knew yeah, you were no, supposed I to get be the leader. Like you're I'm gonna talking be, you're about gonna the guy that doesn't fit. know the role that you got passed by the guy by the leader before the start finish line. You come off pit road and you just go on and buy it because you you need to spotters need to know the roles as well. As soon as you The it, rules, not the roles. We know yeah, our roles. Same thing. Rolls <laughs> Royce. When the when the caution comes out, you look on pit road, you look where the leader is, you know where you're supposed to be at that point. Don't Come out yep, there and try yep, to take. But when they start putting people in front of you that aren't supposed to be in front of you, yeah, I mean, I'm you not. And you, and you got a guy yeah. three wide on your uh, right listen. rear that you know ain't supposed to be out there. Yeah, you're like, hey, you, you get flustered. And you're I mean, like, I, I was you're like, screwing me. I'm supposed to be outside lane restart. I'm fourth in. Like, okay, well, that's good for me. And that cost comes out. I'm in a good spot to get the lucky dog. Here, I got this guy that I'm racing that thinks he's supposed to be in front of me on my outside. Now I'm like, no, this is not right. But it's, it's hard. It's frustrating. It I, is. They've, they've, you know, they've had to. Well, I don't know if there's a perfect formula for doing this. I, you know, I just think that we've got transponders, we've got TV cameras, we've got technology, right? We we got to be able to freeze the field and figure it out, and just yeah. take the time to get it. I right. think if you red flag it, though, people are gonna be like, "Oh, what the heck?" The you only know? thing I really ask of the tower is this: don't give us one to go and then start barking out orders. Yeah, because until at, you're sure. At one to go, we're getting in line and getting ready to race, and all of a sudden you start moving cars. And so if the crew chief's talking or the driver's talking, we're delayed communication to tell our driver what to do. Well, then we're going to make the other 20 people mad that we're passing. Like when Eric Jones' situation goes down, 
that's hard on us. Like, don't – once you say one to go, if you're going to start barking out orders, hold the one to go, get the lineup right, then redistribute the one to go when we're ready for one to go. It's confusing yeah. on our end, too, to watch. Like, you guys obviously have the in-ear communication with your driver, and you guys can hear race control, but for someone who's, you know, in the infield or watching the race, and all of a sudden they're pulling Eric, and he's all of a sudden eighth, and they're moving this person. Yeah. They're well, like, we, why we is learn, my driver moving around? <laughs> we you learn whenever I mean? like, you learn. I mean, it's right. not like we have a secret channel where we hear before no, yeah, that. I yeah, just yeah, mean from it, like a fan's it's perspective, confusing. it's yeah. super confusing because, you know, they see the cars come off pit road, and they see this, and all of a sudden everyone's swip swapping around and no one it, understands why they're three wide. It's, it's just, always been a hard time yeah. whenever they're, they, whenever something happens in the middle of a cycle. It's always been a challenge at times. But, you know, if everyone kind of works on the same page, it would, could be I would, easier. I would imagine they're having a Monday meeting today and they're going, how do we not ma- have yeah. this happen again yeah. and again <laughs> and again? I don't know if it ever does again. become a little bit of an issue. I don't know if it ever does. I don't I mean, know. Maybe they should come out and say it, though. Hey, it's an issue. It's a challenge. Here's why. Yeah. Or here's what we're going to do moving forward or... I mean, if the cost comes out, pit road's all one, if, and you're if, locked. If you truly understand racing and you truly understand lineups, it's difficult for us to operate in those those situations. It, it's very difficult. I mean, there is there is time to be gained if you're the leader, you know, and there's guys on pit road, the caution comes out for debris. You're going to hustle around there a little bit still. Yeah. Because Driver you want, gets mad. We're mad. I don't know, do my job well when just, I get mad. There is know? advantages to it. There is advantages you can get when that happens. But, like, I'm just saying, when it comes out – just look where you're at. Yeah. If the leader's in turn three and you're, I mean, don't pass him if he's already passed you. You just it just messes things up more. But TJ's blaming the spotters. You're like a driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming some spotters. <laughs> oh boy, um, Eric Jones, move on. Clint Boyer taking the white flag. We'll go ahead and start with yeah. We'll start with Brett on this one. <laughs> I mean, his move is ultimately, I guess, spot on for him. The guy went on and, and finished the race. You know, for me watching it. Um, Obviously, it pissed me off because I knew that I was going to go to second if I get to his right rear, and I'm going to clear him and Bowman, I think, pretty easily. Clint decided to lift and not wreck him because he thought it would wreck himself, and the fact that we were running in top four at the time probably means we're going to wreck about 30 more cars. What happens is, though, Hannah, is Eric Jones is taking the fate of his race car, and he's taking it out of his own hands, and he's putting it in the fate of Clint Boyer. Had this been a different scenario you know, or a different driver, Eric Jones could have ended up in the hospital. Yeah. He could have ended up with a torn up car. He could have ended up with 20 cars torn up because of the move that he made. It was super late. I don't know if he was late. I don't know if the information that he got made him late, but for whatever reason, his block was super late. Clint was a nice guy. If I'd have had a remote control button, Eric Jones would not have finished that race. You good? I'm good. <laughs> I'm not mad. Just saying, I'm just telling you how I it didn't. Is. I watched it. I went back and looked at it. Um, Clint did have to check up. He used a little break as well. Um, mm-hmm. His four mile an hour difference is what he what he changed. Um, but it was a block. It's one lap to go. I mean, I don't. I'd have blocked. I would have blocked the same thing. I don't know if we would have been there earlier or later or whatever. But um, if a run's coming, you're going to try to put your car in front of it. I don't. I don't think Eric did anything wrong. I think that's what this package is bringing. This stuff. So you better get used to it. I mean, yeah. it's not. This isn't the last time you're going to be blocked. I mean, uh, the guy's not going to just let you go by. And if he lets you go through the middle, he's just going to side draft you. I don't think you clear him. I don't no, think you clear him. I think. Not. And you know, yeah, it would have been. It sucks that you got blocked, but um, I mean, it's just that. That's what's going to happen now. I mean, you're, but no, what also is going to happen is guys are going to get run over. I mean, that that's no different than. Than any other block back in the day, Tony Stewart. If you block Tony Stewart, what do you do? Wrecked you. He ran over you, yeah. and you didn't block him again. Yeah. 
Um, you know, that's just the... He can be labeled Mr. Nice Guy or Mr. Get the Out of My Way. And, and I would prefer Mr. Get the Out of My Way on my radio. So I watched the run, and it was a good run, but I feel like if it was good enough, you, you know, Clint could have... Clint could have been a little more forceful with him, probably got to a quarter panel of either left or right. Um, Eric did a good job of blocking the left, then coming all the way back up. And, you know, I, I don't know. And I think Clint made a mistake running through one and two in his tracks. I think the somebody behind him had a run. The 48. Yeah, but just like we talked about, after the fact, you're flustered. You know yeah, I mean? you're mad. You're mad. Clint chased him down to the corner. And let me get and, it, and Clint tried to run through one and two wide open and about knocked the wall down. He tried to get him loose. Yeah. Which which you could do, yeah, but you can't do it now. He you was can't. he drove in there, tried to fall into there and get him loose and pass him, and you can't. And he he the no I guess the nose took off on him probably, and the forty eight come with a run behind him. Yeah. You know if Clint would have said okay, I'm block when that guy shoots at the bottom, I'm just going to get it wound up. The better you know the smart thing would just get it wound back up and see where you end up with the run through three and four, and they're probably going to be racing still in front of you at some yeah. point. But yeah. you know that's just the nature of this package now. There's going to be big blocks. And there's going to be people getting wrecked moving forward. People are going to watch that and go, well, one to go. I ain't, I'm not letting that guy in. Screw him. If I wreck everybody, I wreck everybody. Yeah. Well, it's going to If Clint had a redo, I bet he'd wreck him. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched and how that whole encounter happened. I think if he'd have done how to redo, he maybe yeah. wouldn't have lifted. I'm still not sure that was that wasn't going to wreck the car, though. <laughs> like these Who things knows? Are, they're stuck, man. They're stuck. The 41 got hit in the corner. In hard. the corner. Real hard. hard. And he didn't wreck. Real hard. So, I mean, I don't know. The encounter after the race was pretty cool, too, going with Clint walking down to Eric. I was like, I wasn't sure. You never know with Clint how that encounter was going to go. And I think he handled it really well, though. He pretty much said, dude, really? Like, I could have wrecked you? And just so you know, in future, yeah, I'm probably going to wreck you? I don't see Clint as being a fighter, but damn, he sure does have some good confrontations. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what to say. <laughs> oh, stupid. <laughs> like, he knows what to say to be serious and like, get his point across and kind of be a, like, he's the most serious smart ass that you could have. Yeah. I think it's only f- twice I've known him to want to fight. Once was obviously Jeff Gordon. Oh, that, yeah. He was running. <laughs> yeah. He's running. He's fighting. The other one was last year at Dover. People can go back and figure out who that might have been. Oh, boy. And he's like, I might have got my ass kicked, but I was going to whip <laughs> his ass if I could, you know. <laughs> who was it? I'm not saying. Can you tell well, me initials? Arian. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, that might have been a bad decision. <laughs> It'd have been fun to watch, but that oh, might have yeah. been a bad decision. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, next one here. Alex Bowman becomes the first driver ever to finish second three consecutive times before getting his first win. He's close. Oh man, you know that's my old my old team there. So you know I was you know glad Brad was able to win for our for Penske, but. Um, you know, Alex is running great. They've got, they found some speed. Um, don't know where they found it, how they did it, but the last couple of weeks they've been, you know, you throw, you kind of throw Talladega out the window a little bit because they, they lined up and had 20 on midline and you, we lost all our help. Um, Thanks to Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go to, you go to these Dover, they were fast and I wasn't really sure Dover was going to translate over to Kansas very well. Just cause you drive Dover. They were just driving into the corner of Dover, letting it like hammer into the corner, turning it and going. Like it was like a like a go kart type race there too. And they they carried it over to here, um, and they were fast. But you know, obviously he made a a big mistake. Um, you know, where don't you let a guy get to your right rear? You don't give him. The, and you, he come you, off a of two and he pulled down and he gave him yeah. the outside. And I was like, well, I don't know if you were going to win, but now I know you're definitely not going to yeah. win. Yeah, you give the guy the bottom. When he turns left. 
you turn left. Yeah. He turns left more, you turn left more. You get on his door. You ride his door until you get the run and slow him down enough, and when your momentum starts carrying back, you get away from him. Cup cars are racing like trucks, and if you watch truck races, that's how they race. Yeah. I mean, cup cars race have raced right side air is super important. Super important. And it's been that way but for a long time. it's more important now than ever. Yeah. I mean, I, even, even five years draggy. ago. Even five years ago, I would have gave the bottom before the top. Yeah. I'm not moving out of the way. I mean, I've seen last lap passes made – all the time, the guy on the outside wins the race, except for maybe a plate race when they just, you know, that's different. But yeah, all last lap passes usually always happen on the outside. Spot off for Alex becoming the first driver to finish second in three consecutive that races. That can't be fun. That is not a stat no. that you want to own. You want to win the race. Uh, he's obviously very good at becoming the bridesmaid. He better hurry up and become the bride. It's like he almost heard the rumors that were going around about him a few weeks ago. Because we're in rumor season, right? Where this guy's on the hot seat, and this guy's on the hot seat, and this crew chief's in trouble, and this spotter's done. Like We're in rumorville. My man just busted off three seconds in a yeah. row. Perfect timing for him. Obviously, as TJ said, they've got a lot more speed. Jimmy had a had a good run. He had a better finish than he had a race uh, on Saturday yeah, night. But sure. nonetheless, Hendrick cars have found a lot of speed. Yeah. Uh, from even last year to this year, uh, you know, I'll spot on Alex. So that that's that's huge for his confidence as huge. well. So uh, good for them. Guys, I really man. thought he had to race one. I really. Oh, did. I did twice. Yeah, I mean, he drove from the back to the front. When Harvick pulled down and had the problem that he had with the, with the overheating issue, I was like, man, okay, Harvick is by hands down the best car tonight. He's the guy to beat. Alex Bowman in practice was crazy fast, making a lot of moves. So I was like, the eighty eight may take control of this race, yeah. and he kind of did. I think the four got worse as the race went on as well. His car got too free, I think, as well. Got in that traffic, man. Yeah, but um, what, you know what you just reminded me of is, did you not? Did you ever look at the top three or four? I'm sure you did more than I did. Um, <laughs> and look at like, holy cow, Ricky Stenhouse might win this race. He made a move going into one, dude, and then he got the was, lead. And I was like, wow, that move going is, into one was phenomenal. <laughs> yes, I was like, I'm trying to spot my car back here, and I'm looking up like. It, that's hard to do, oh, man. Oh, no, it's really hard to do. Because I'm more <laughs> interested, so like when you're having a night like TJ had, which obviously I had one at Talladega a few weeks ago, you're more interested in the lead and the race than you are your you guy. You want to watch it, yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is good, well, man. That, and it was like, you know, if a wreck happens, it might be right here, so I kind of need to watch a little bit, you know, but you also want to keep an eye on your car. And, and then you remember um, they can't wreck. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man, if there was – that was one car that I think probably could figure out a way still. Yeah, <laughs> you know well, that was the thing with Ricky's move. You weren't blocking him. If you did, you were going to get wrecked. You're going around. Yeah, he's 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 an aggressive guy, and that was a hell of a dude. Move it was awesome. One. I thought it was awesome looking when he when he when I saw I looked up there and I see a car go all the way almost to the apron into one. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's going to be big. And he cleared him and made it work. So yeah, it was awesome. You know that's um benefited. You know that's this package, man. It's you know you can you can keep it wound up and you know you're lifting just enough to fight it a little bit, but you can still make it work. Like I didn't know. I was really impressed Brad was able to get back to Chris it. Chris Buescher uh, definitely had a great race. Yeah, he had a phenomenal uh, race. He was in a paint scheme that you could not tell who he was, I had what no his idea car what number car was. was. Yeah. Whoever designed that car. Um, it was a night race, by the way. <laughs> it was a night race with a dark car. Like That yeah. was the worst paint scheme I've seen in years. Thank goodness it wasn't at a plate track. Cause I had no idea it was him. His spotter has a hard enough time getting him a clean lap and qualifying with me pulling out in front of him. So if he'd have been <laughs> at a night race at Talladega, I don't know what he would have done. Yeah, that car was hard to see. 
He's been really good the last couple weekends, though. I mean, he's, surprisingly well. He's been really well the last couple weekends. Yeah, and he's a quiet dude, personality wise. Yeah, yeah. So when you're a Matt Kenseth personality, you really have to shine when you get in the in the seat of the car versus a Michael Waltrip, who's a really animated, fun personality for the sport. That sometimes you know he was able to carry his career on because of his personality versus mm-hmm. his results. Busher's got to get results because his personality's way too low key. Yeah. To not. Yeah. All right, last one here on the spot on spot off. And Jason has audio for it afterwards. But Chase Elliott's comments about the drivers, owners, and teams' opinions influencing the rules. I've kind of come to the realization, and maybe this will change as time goes, but I just don't think that my opinion really matters to the people who make the rules. And, um, you know, really and truly, I'm not sure that it should, right? I mean, why, why do the owners and the drivers and the teams even have a – voice you know in some of that stuff really uh when you know when it comes down to it just make the rules and be done with it we're trying to make everybody happy we're racing you either like it or you don't i like it spot on i mean why why are you going to listen to the people that are going to be biased for their own car i mean chase is going to want to do stuff that's going to make him faster i'm going to want to do stuff that makes us faster i mean if you're an owner do you not want to do stuff that makes your team better I mean, I, and he's right. I think Chase hit the nail on the head, man. Spot on. He's smart. I think he made his comment, and then I think he realized that <laughs> yeah. I'm, Oh, I might want to back up here. Uh, Same. I know that feeling. NASCAR doesn't listen to me, but maybe they shouldn't. Like, I feel like he completely <laughs> yeah. went, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back out of this comment. This yeah. is the most popular driver. Uh, I, I disagree with TJ. I think we need a lot of voices in the garage to come up with the best case scenario. Dell Jr. had this brilliant idea to put track bar adjusters in the car. Well, they did it. Well, they should not have listened to him. <laughs> they took it out, right? There has to be a voice of reason we somewhere in the middle. We a lot of races with that track bar. <laughs> but you've, <laughs> you've got to uh, – I, I, like Clint a few weeks ago, these cars are too easy to drive. We're not wrecking them. Well, you you got to give us something that we can wreck to put on a show. Well, people are like, wow, that's a bold statement. But, I mean, I think he's right. So I think some of the comments they say are right. I think some are wrong. I think drivers do deserve a voice. Owners are putting 15 to $20 million a team right now in these, in these top-tier teams to go compete. I definitely think they deserve a voice. If I'm in the NFL and my players are getting concussions, I think I deserve a voice on the helmet technology, right? So as, as, as a business owner, this sport is still, even though it's franchised out with RTA for 36 entries a week, it still has a lot of free enterprise There's elements. There's a difference there, though. And everybody needs a little say. You, you, you know – you know, you want to develop better helmets. That's not performance based. These are this is this is performance. Like, oh, it's performance based. I mean, if you're talking, about, that's a safety thing. I'm all for them being involved in safety issues and stuff. What can we build in these cars to make them safer? If you take the helmets off, you'll see how yeah, much you it know helps what I mean. Perform. No. I know you know what I mean. You lead though. with your head, knowing you're not going to get hurt. You're you're going to do it. If you know you might get a concussion, you hit with your yeah, face. I'm mask. not. I'm saying there's like. People aren't going to be biased. You know, everyone's going to want safer helmets in football. For not, sure. You know, everyone. Now we these all guys, want safe helmets for our guys. These guys all drive differently. They're all going to want – some guys are going to want to be loose. Some guys are going to want to be tight. So they're going to push for that type of handling car, that type of package that, that benefits their driving style. Um, you know, I don't – I think uh, – I like Chase just saying, let's just put the rolls on and let's go race. I mean – That's what we're doing. I, I just go with it. I think NASCAR is doing a good job this year. Much uh, better than they have in years past. Jim France's presence at the track, yeah, uh, hands better. down, a big step up from you know Brian Qualifying's France, who going we good. never saw. Uh, I think they're just handling stuff better. We don't have any. Hey, did that guy win? Wait a minute. Are you getting fine? Are you getting fine? Did this guy win? Where am I going to finish? Yeah. There's none of that. We leave the racetrack knowing 
who won the race. We're not worried about it. Done. Yeah. All right. That is it for Spot On, Spot Off. Let's take a break and see what's coming up on the Dale Jr. Download this week. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, a champion, former teammate, and great friend, Martin Tricks Jr. joins the show. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. And we are back. We'll head into fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. They'll have 30 seconds to respond to each. All right. First question here for Fastlane. 11 drivers failed pre-race inspection on Saturday, and it dominated the pre-race storylines. What can be done to prevent race day tech inspection from being the biggest storyline leading into a race? Brett, you're first with 30 seconds. Man, I don't have an issue with this. You know, I I really don't. I think uh, when we were having those qualifying debacles on Friday, it dominated the discussion all day Friday, all day Saturday, leading into the race on Sunday. I think what you see here is guys really pushing the envelope, wanting a good starting spot wanting a good pit selection. And, I mean, we're talking about some of these guys were failing by one one-thousandth of an inch or something crazy. Um, so I think it's just every – I think I think this is the crew chief and engineers doing their job. I really yeah. do. I was ten-thousandths. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I'm the same way. I, I think this is what you're going to have now. But we know – we know now, starting the race, this guy is – you're right. You know, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I applaud NASCAR for not putting up with any – if you're either – you're either in the green – or you're in the red. You're in the red, you're going back in line. One shot. Do it. I'm, I like it. I don't have an issue with this being the storyline leading into the race. I, I really don't. And and I think if uh, if you're a fan and your driver gets caught, you're, you're pissed off. You should be, right? If you're a fan and you're, you're, you qualify, your driver qualified 10th and five people get kicked out, all of a sudden your guy's yeah. fifth. Like, man, what a, what a, what a great – I mean, if you're watching the Kentucky Derby, your horse just got a better post. So I think it's, uh, I think it's all – good for the sport to be honest with you the way we're doing it i mean the fans that are in the garage on sunday morning are getting to watch a great process and be a part of a really entertaining process you know oh man that guy just failed i mean if i'm a fan i'm in heaven in the garage by the way sunday morning or race day morning fire your phone up go to youtube this is broadcast live really yeah i I mean i saw this thing pop up on youtube my phone doesn't work at the track but well if it did (laughs) um you can actually they have a camera in that room that shows it scanning. So NASCAR.com everything. is where it's being. I saw it was Na- it was NASCAR. Might have been on NASCAR.com, but it was a YouTube channel. NASCAR. I was like, holy wow. cow! It brought it up, and I was like, dang, look at that! You can't you can't see a difference in anything, but it's cool yeah. they have it there where you can watch it and check it. They out. They need a green light, red light. That'd be awesome. Green, yeah. Did you pass? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. Get your ass back in line. Yep. The 2020 schedule only includes two mile-and-a-half points-paying night races, being the Coke 600 and Kentucky. After what we saw at Kansas, should that be changed if a similar aero package is used next season? TJ, you're first. Oh, man. You know, I, I thought this weekend was fun. I thought it was good. I think mile-and-a-half might be gaining um, some ground back on short tracks and road courses who have been dominating the poles and liked races, so... Um, you know, I don't think it's something we need to just jump in and be like, okay, we need eight of them and we need eight of them now. I think it's, I think it's cool that there's going to be more emphasis on them races. Now they have a mile and a half used to be like, oh, another mile and a half, another mile and a half. Now it's going to be like, oh, mile and a half. Now, man, we're going to win. You know what I mean? I think there's more emphasis for people to win there now. I want to see passing. 
the opportunities to pass with this package at a mile and a half were present in Kansas. If we don't see it during the day, better get to putting lights up. I mean, I think we go to Michigan at night with those temperatures. We put on one hell of a show. We're getting ready to go to Michigan in two weeks, and if it's 80 degrees and we don't, you got a big decision to make, boys. Somebody does. Not me. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> I'm not sure Michigan's going to be that good with the track the way it is. Uh, it's just it's too narrow right now still. You know, old Michigan widened out. It, it couldn't be any wider. You could run right against the fence after the tires wore out and, you know, really make up some time. Um, I'm not sure whether daylight or nighttime Michigan race is going to make a difference. The, the The wake of these cars is wider and the groove is – narrow so it's gonna be tough but when you're going so slow not not slow when you've got so much grip like we saw at kansas yeah. you can really really move around be curious you know, to I see what we see at michigan i don't care time. i don't care if we um i don't care if we have we're going slower like i really don't care if we're going slower if guys can get runs and make moves that's all that really matters now yeah all right, another package-related question here for you. Um, Saturday night's all-star race will feature potential Gen 7 car elements with a single-piece carbon fiber splitter and a radiator duct exiting through the hood with the current aero package. What kind of racing do you guys expect to see? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't, and we don't know what we don't know, right? Uh, I was talking with Lee Dees, our engineer on our team, about this, and, and he believes that the splitter – is a move in the right direction. He doesn't really understand what we're trying to accomplish with the radiator and the duct coming out the roof or whatever's going on there, right? But he thinks that we're going to get more air under these cars uh, with the splitter the way it is and this step-up package or whatever they're even naming the splitter thing. I don't know. Um, I, I, but, again, we'll we'll see, right? I mean, we, we announced on this show last year that we had a big rules change coming for the All-Star Race, and it ultimately ended up being our, our current package, obviously with some modifications. So I guess we'll see if that's happening again. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what it's gonna do. Uh, myself, I don't think anybody really knows. But if it uh, if it does what they want it to do, and it creates a little more, a little more drag in the cars to get runs and make it, you know, make it interesting. We saw more lower tier cars running towards the front last week than normal. Yeah. I think. Um, so even Bubba was out there able to lay a good qualifying lap down. Qualifying twelve, yeah, man. Up so yeah. um, they're. Uh, you know, a couple adjustments away for race trim. You know, they don't. They normally don't get that type of opportunity to work on their car for. They're not that far up, but um, I'm all for it. Shout out to Tyler Reddick. He ran a great race. Had a good finish. He did. that fourth at one point. Yeah, yeah, he benefited from the from the caution. He benefited from the caution, but he still ran a great race. Still ran a great race. Top he doesn't 10. run this good with the old package. Uh, Does I, not I, run. I'll this say good. this about the All Star race: um, the winner and the driver and the owner get a lot of money. Right? It's a big payout. Um, for the rest of us, when we hear the word exhibition race, it literally is an exhibition race. We're not out there uh, earning money, earning points, earning anything. It is all for a show and all for the fans, which is an awesome tribute. I'm telling you right now, when this race is over, if you win, the driver and owner are extremely happy. They want a boatload of money. And the rest of us are all like, all right, uh, want to go to Big Al's in Mooresville and have a beer? <laughs> Because there's not a whole lot on the line for the rest of us. It's all right. about the show, which is, I mean, that, I mean, when you but when you look at what the NFL does and what the NBA does from a competition perspective, it's a joke. They don't play defense. They don't want to get hurt. Like our guys are out there yeah, running a hundred. They're running 190 miles an hour. You know, putting their life on the line. And and those guys are in the heat of the moment, trying to win a million bucks. The rest of us are like, uh, all right. 
That was the longest 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure he was already. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was the fourth time That was just about our all-star race, man. Holy cow. We were on a tangent. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What are you going to do if you finish second in all-star race, TJ? Go home. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Go home and watch a millennial show. I don't know. Oh, boy. All right. Here's that off-the-wall question for you here. Um, a company in London has an open position as a luxury yacht tester where you spend a week on the yacht to assure it's up to a high standard. Would you quit your current job to take this one, TJ? It's only a week. No, you get to do it. They go per yacht per week, but then you get to go to different yachts and travel do around the world. you get to, like, take anybody or is it just you by yourself? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you give me a yacht. I'm not going by myself. I can that's tell you that I right said. now. I'll be stuck at sea by myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that, that's a pretty entertaining offer. So I'd, I'd need to know the the, the uh, benefits package, Jason, you know, if there is one. <laughs> is there dental? Is there health care? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> your dentist comes on the yacht. You get, you get Wagyu beef. Oh. You get your own chef. You your get own to go wing. You to get your, your own, like, level kind you of. You get to go to your own private island. That's your benefits. <sighs> I'm not worried about your dental. <laughs> Um, sorry, Joey, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> going on the boat. If I didn't have kids, a thousand percent, I know. That's what but I but I've got kids, and, and I'm not raising them on a boat. Ironically, I'm not going to be on this show the Monday after the Coke 600. We're recording on Tuesday. Because oh. I'm going to be on a yacht. Oh, Not on Tuesday, right? I'll send y'all pictures. Tuesday we're recording. I'm still going to be on a yacht. <laughs> and on Wednesday, I'm still going to be on a yacht. And on Thursday, I'm going to fly home from the yacht. You're going to call in? I'll, I'll try to call in <laughs> since it's Tuesday. Uh, Clint's turning 40. We got a big party planned. It's obviously not a surprise, or I wouldn't be telling you that here. At Lake Norman? Yeah, we're taking a (laughs) 75 foot yacht out on Lake Norman. Lake Norman yacht party. If you see a boat lit up, it's Clint. It's Clint, yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's interesting. I never, uh, I didn't know you could. So, how many days you gone? Three? We're going to leave as soon as the Coke 600 is over and fly straight to the islands. And and you're getting on a boat. I didn't know you could rent yachts like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Do you dock anywhere? Or do you stay out? We're gonna cruise every night and you wake up every day at a. They're gonna go out of fishing boat one day. Yeah, I can't fish because of my arm, but I'll still go on the fishing boat. One arm? Yeah, one arm fishing. I don't think I <laughs> reel it in, man. Clint. Reel yeah. it. You cruise at night, right? And then wake up the next day at a new island, and that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's uh, no, no experience for me. I'm not a big hot weather guy. I like to snow ski. I don't like to be hot. So be, is that expensive? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> No, probably not. When I heard how much the tip to the crew was going to be, oh. I was like, hey, I can give you a couple hundred bucks on that, man. Like, I can't help much. It's a lot. Yeah. Is it expensive? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who I was going? I don't know. Me. You do know. Me. <laughs> Are you taking his dad? Me. I wish Pops was <laughs> oh going. Oh, my gosh. That's what I was hoping for. Hey, his brother, Casey, is another form of his dad. Yeah, so his it's, brother it's, going? Essentially, we're taking his dad. Yeah, we're taking a younger version of his dad. What about... um? There, I don't want. We need. To, we need to go on. <laughs> Nonetheless, like I'll, I'll post some pictures here. Yeah, and there. Let, let me know how it goes. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'll be burned. I look like a lobster. Taking Eric Jones. Back. Eric Jones isn't going. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Ask DBC. Remember, you can submit your questions each week to on Twitter using the hashtag Ask DBC. So, three questions here for you guys. The first one is from at Kenyon Ryan. Send in a question that Justin Marks had tweeted. What is it going to take to change the business model so a guy like Ross Chastain is driving a winning cup car? I don't know, man. 
it's going to take somebody that it's going to take somebody that um, has an established team. Um, I don't know how about the, about the business model is not going to change anytime that quick that soon. You know, it's going to take somebody that has an established team, or and they're going to have to sell Ross to a sponsor. I mean, it's not Ross doesn't have the funding himself to go higher up into competitive rides. Do I think Ross can drive in the higher series? I absolutely think he can drive up there, but it's going to take somebody that has a dedicated sponsor that might, if Ross hangs around long enough and keeps doing this, he's going to find a ride because there's going to be some cars opening up that have sponsors. They're going to want a guy that can come in there and has, that can win. And that's what they want to do. So, um, I think if Ross hangs around long enough, he gets an opportunity. Ross is coming on the show in a few weeks, the week uh, of the Chicago race, and obviously we can ask him directly a lot of the things that have gone on with his career. But Ross thought he had a, a full time Xfinity ride with a Ganassi. What a what a roller coaster off season! Like if anyone had an off season, he had an off. I mean, you go to a holiday party with DC Solar that Pitbull is playing at, and then the next week, DC <clears throat> Solar is completely under siege, rated, yeah, by and the- completely rated by the IRS and the FBI. Yeah. Um, so obviously that tells you that business operations are shutting down. So he's out of a ride, but Ross is in. Probably the best sponsorship scenario situation he could be in with Nutrient Ag Solutions. They're an agriculture-based company. Ross is a watermelon farmer. Ross's family doesn't pay for his rides. Ross is out there making his own way. And in today's world, man, that's hard to do. Like he, I saw that picture of him in the tweet up. He's out there in jeans and a Carhartt jacket. I saw him Saturday morning. I was if, eating at a restaurant. He walks in by himself. If you work hard in life, if you're a blue collar person, this is your guy. Because there aren't any yeah. other blue collar drivers out there right now in his age group. Now, yes, some of the older guys, 100%, they came up. You know, Clint was a detail shop guy in Kansas, in Emporia, Kansas. And he got the call from Richard Childress to come drive his ARCA car. Like, Clint's a blue-collar guy. He farms hay during the summer. Like, I mean, he, he loves that kind of stuff. But Ross, at his age group, he's the only guy I know that actually gets up and works his ass off when he's not in a race car. And Hannah, you know a lot about Ross, too. I mean, he, he's a good guy, right? Yeah, and the cool thing is about, like, you know, you talked about him busting his butt to get those sponsors. When you see the watermelon car, people are like, oh, well, that's his family. It's not. What they do is they have the different agricultural places that get on the car, and then the whole protect your melon, he does that within each state's. Um, like DMV and that safety kind of stuff, stuff, the yeah. safety driving. So it's actually the states that are putting up money for him to put this campaign. And so he's able to use those, I you think know, you'd outlets. be surprised at the amount of money that, that you think he has compared to what he really has. Right. I know, what he, I know what he has. It's actually really incredible he how makes they've work, managed. What he yeah. makes work with what, I mean, it's pretty incredible what he he's does. He's on so. his way to New York State today to do a Protect Your Melon campaign. And for what that campaign pays him versus what the work he puts in. Like, again, this this guy is a good guy, hard driver. Um, honored to be working with him this year. But this agriculture company, Nutrient Solutions, is gigantic. Yeah. And they see what the potential that he has on and off the track. Like, there couldn't be a better sponsor. It'd be like me getting a beer sponsor. And what a cool yeah. deal that it came to be with Elliot, too, how that all worked out. Like, yeah. that was awesome on Elliot's part to see that – Hey, I'm I'm on my way out. I want to come back in, but give someone a chance that deserves it, and then to pull Ross into Ross it. That was super gonna, cool to see. Ross sure. is going to replace a veteran at some point, I believe. He's going to replace a veteran, and he's going to step in. He's not a rookie that needs to be groomed. No, he's going to be ready to go. He races he hard, and he's going to be ready to race. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the performance level is going to be there. He's going to have a little bit of learning to do. You're going to when, when you get into a good car, it's, you race differently, but. He's going to have all the characteristics that he needs to to be right there already. Yeah. So, next question here for you. This <laughs> I laughed at this when I read this. Uh, Yeti three thirty asks, 
Where does your car chief go when ejected from a race? That's ironic. I watched mine walk out with a backpack this weekend. Um, <laughs> I don't know where he went. He took the van keys and left. I saw him take the keys and leave. I guess, you know, a car chief. Um, I'll would, tell you where I'd go. Where would you go? I'd go uh, to Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. you were going to say that. There's so a lot did of, I. I knew I that think, was coming. <laughs> realistically, you probably go to a restaurant or a bar near the racetrack somewhere. I mean, it is in. Sunday. I could pick church. Saturday. But church is probably going to be over. Well, most of the time it's Sunday. Yeah. I mean, so given that church is over, I'm probably going to Hooters. <laughs> you just go. You got to wait. You can't leave without the team. So, I mean, you leave the racetrack, but crack a beer you at the come hotel. Back and get them. Yeah. You're going to be there when it ends to pick them up or you're meeting them at the airport. The, you're not flying home alone on that plane. What yeah. do you think it does when they kick that guy out? I was not 100% sure they were going to come in there and say you're losing your spotter this week. How do you know? They get to pick who gets kicked out. Yes. Right. They get full. NASCAR they, does. Yes. NASCAR yeah. can pick a crew guy. They can pick a road crew guy. They can pick a jack man. They can pick a spotter. They can pick a crew chief. They pick whoever they want. I, I'm not 100 I mean, I don't know. I mean, who's all on that list? Everybody. I mean, if y'all ever get ejected, I'm probably at the racetrack. I'll come spot. I'm just saying, though. Well, I'm I mean, on the MRN I a, broadcast. I need a DD, sweetheart. I don't need a sub. <laughs> oh, okay, well. <laughs> I'm not really surely, you know, this, this is really effective anyway by losing an engineer. You don't really lose the engineer. They're going to still have contact. They're going to have con- communication away from the track. They're going to, I mean, there's text. There's so many ways. Um, but I, <laughs> when I saw the NASCAR guy come up there, I was like, oh, I'm just like, this could get interesting. I'm not, wasn't. You know, like, okay, they're going to boot me out. But I, you never know. I mean. Never know. You never know. That'd be interesting. This Twitter handle Silver Fox. I forgot the X. Okay, perfect. So the Silver Fox 24 asks, what do you think the all-star race format should be? I propose we black flag last place every five laps. Like a process of elimination. He wants an elimination race. Huh. I don't think that's very good. And I'll tell you why. It's because I've noticed with this package – Cars get shuffled back a little bit, and the back cars boost other cars up. You know, fifth place falls back a little bit, gets the seventh place guy or sixth, whoever's right behind him gets to his bumper, shoves him back up to the next guy. If we lose that, we might lose some of the runs that people can get. Um, I don't – I know what you're saying by eliminating the last guy or making everybody go. These guys are already racing hard. Nobody wants to be last. I've already said what I think it should be a couple of years ago on this show. The trucks are already in town. Xfinity Series is off. I want the 10 best cars from all three series, the 10 winningest drivers from all three series out there at the same damn time. And let them run a 100-lap race, and whoever wins in each class is going to get you know whatever money and whatever they win. And if you, for whatever reason, beat the class above you, could you imagine an Xfinity car right now going around a cup car in an all-star race for the real win? Like, give them, like, $2 million. Like, they could – I want to see something crazy. What if you make drivers eligible – from other series if you win a race. I think that's cool. Like if you had one exhibition race that you could like you know win I mean? a truck race and yeah. qualify for the all-star race in the cup so, cars. That's cool. You know, you take if you take all the winners from that year that are el- that would have been eligible in the cup series, all the truck anybody if you want a truck race, Johnny Sauter is eligible. Yeah. You know, if you won if you, you just won, need a half million dollars to come play. Well, I'm saying, but some of the teams might be willing to take take a risk on that and put them in a car, well, especially with this something. package. Yeah. I mean, you take um the 32 car. Take Tyler Reddick. Would, 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 would you put, I don't know, Johnny Sauter in the 32, or the 95 Cup car, would you put Johnny Sauter in and take Demondetto out for an all-star race? Absolutely. Given that he's eligible. That's what I'm saying. I would. Yeah. 
I would Absolutely. Too. I, would too. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Make these guys el- eligible. We've been doing the show four years, and you finally have a good idea. I know, man. <laughs> See, wow. What have you been waiting around? on? Out. Time. <laughs> he knows I'm kidding. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that'd be cool. That's different names. Hey, I, and I, I'll say this. You think I mean, Johnny Sauter's going to go for it? Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Johnny Sauter. Give me Tyler Reddick. That's right. Hell, give me Riley Herbst. <laughs> what a okay. douchebag. Come on now. All right, we'll include the Arca. He's a winner. He's won something. Arca winners are included. Yeah, he's won something. <laughs> Hadn't he? Yeah, he won, won. won a D-bag Can award. He won. <laughs> Congratulations, you're eligible to come to the All-Star race. <laughs> yeah. With your car on her hand, a new house. Oh, what yeah. a rip, man. Let's just let it happen. Oh, all right. So opening it up for a rant. I feel like you guys ranted the I entire you're spot on, rant. spot off. You're never going to live that down. Yeah. Ever. No. I know. Never going to live you that down. You might as well just... Own it big time. Like change Twitter <sighs> handle. Change <laughs> Hannah D bag. <laughs> AF. Oh AF. yeah. Jeff Gluck's AF is really funny by the way. Oh my gosh. I saw that. His Twitter handle is, is <laughs> obviously his Twitter handle, but his name is Jeff Gluck AF. AF. Gosh, that was funny. I laugh. I literally laugh every time I see I it. I do too. I saw it and I was like, no way. That's pretty good. That is really good. Yeah. Oh, we're not doing DBC picks, but we're gonna pick for fun. Is that what we're doing, Jason? Yes. I hope Clint Boyer wins to help him pay for this yacht that he's renting. <laughs> oh, man. For All-Star? I think Kevin Harvick is the guy to beat. He won it last you year. He dominated Saturday. By one spot. Holla. Strong. That is unreal. Strong, player. Who are you going with? Harvick. Yeah, it's going to... I mean, Pinsky and JGR You are know hot. what? I will go with... I mean, uh, who do you think I'm going to pick? The two or the 22? Nope. Chase Elliott. Wow. Ooh. Remember, TJ, this is just anybody. It doesn't have to be so many of available. I'm picking Chase Elliott. Okay, just checking. It's just for fun. America's most popular driver, <laughs> <What a> d- <laughs> whose opinion doesn't matter. Go yeah. sit back in the corner, Chase. We don't care what you got to say. Chase is angry after that After that weekend, after that. He's going to come out Should be. strong, ready to go. Jason, did you like my movie? Wedding Crashers That's was awesome. That's a great awesome. movie. That was so funny. Like That was my favorite one so far. Where have you yeah, been? Because I picked it. Where have I, you well, been? I like Owen Wilson's one of my favorite actors and Vince Vaughn. Like them together, it's just. What was incredible. your favorite line in the movie? Dude, there's so many one-liners in that <laughs> movie. Well, there was one uh, when Chase <laughs> tweeted something, "Big tree fall hard." That was in this, and I was yes. like, "Ah, I got it. I know where that's from." Yeah. So that was funny. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff. <laughs> there's then, there's so a many. lot of quotables like "Call me." Do you know what I was talking about when he got shot in the back? Yeah. By the shotgun. <laughs> now, Claire for me, the girl in the movie. Oh, yeah. she's hot. Like, yeah, she's, yeah hot. she's super hot. Yes. Um, yeah. What's her real name? I don't know. Claire, oh, yeah. Claire Griffin. That's not Maybe. in your review, Jason. You didn't give us all the actor names. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but Claire for me in this movie, and literally, I mean, this is just my perspective on life. Like people always say girls are attracted to guys who are buttholes to them. And she was in this movie. And I think girls who are attracted to buttholes are idiots. If you're with a guy that treats you poorly, get a new guy oh, it's not that hard we're ranting if if when you and, rant. and when you watch a guy and when you're around a guy if he treats his mother or his sister poorly then he's going to treat you poorly because right. those are the two most important females in his life so as a female if you're out there and you're living your life and you're with hannah's favorite word a d-bag then drop the d-bag and get a new guy dating advice brought to you by Dorman for clear well it's this movie it just shows that that it's real I mean, that guy was a little over the top for the movie, but I mean, it's, that movie is hilarious. I can't believe you've never seen it, Jason. If you're a woman or a female and you need love advice, tweet me, hit me up. Please. I, I would love to see this. But if you're dating a guy that's an 
Get a new guy. Who are you dating, Hannah? <laughs> who am I dating? Are you dating anybody? Are you dating? Right yeah. Oh, who? Uh, uh, oh, oh, here we go. Spot, uh Dylan Welch. You know who that oh, is? Oh, I do know who Vince that guy Welch? is. Oh, do you? I don't know him. Yeah. Vince's kid? Yeah. I don't know him, but I know him on Twitter. Yeah. That's what I know him from, too. Yeah. Is yep. he a good guy? He is a good his guy. His dad's a good guy, seems to be. His dad's a good guy, too, yeah. Yeah. Is he nice to his mother and sister? He is nice, too. He's got two sisters, too. Okay. Is he sweet to them? Yes. Okay. So how'd this yep. start? Where'd you guys meet? Was it romantic? Are we going to, like, crack into my dating life right now? Yeah. Yeah. So Kinda actually, no, listen, I met him last year right before I got hired at MRN, and he works at MRN, too. So then I got hired, so I quit dating him because I was totally scared I was going to lose my job. And then I guess I came to my senses like a year and a half later. So yeah. here we are. He Good stuck for me. You. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. I got rid of the Do other. Do y'all like sit I got around? Rid, I got rid of the other douchebags. And Congratulations. See, oh. I took your advice. Do y'all sit rid around and role play like y'all on radio together? No. Y'all don't practice? No, but those like, they do, he just dumb Who stuff like caution the, all the time in the house. I'm like, really? Can we not? Who were we? the others? Huh? Okay, we're not going there. <laughs> what? Huh? You can name a couple. No, I can't. No, you can. No, we're good. <laughs> you already can't get much really? worse than what you did. <laughs> <laughs> What's my next movie? Uh, Thank you, Jason. <laughs> whatever, Jason. Trying to help. Meet the Fockers. That or, That's a good uh, one. What's the movie where they go to college and you have like the one guy is like the main guy? It's hilarious. Has he seen it in the National Lampoon? No, not Road Trip. Oh, National Lampoons are good. Van Wilder? Yeah, that's a good one. Or Pulp Fiction? I think Jason likes my movies. I don't think he's going to like Pulp Fiction. No. That's uh, no. How about the one where that damn guy is uh, in the ocean by himself, Tom Hanks? (laughs) Castaway, right? Is Surely that Castaway? He's, seen, he's seen Castaway. He's never I, heard of Castaway. Wilson. I've heard of that one. Oh my gosh. You've never seen Castaway? I don't think so. That's a good one, too. Oh my God. Watch it with a. Girl. I've never done drugs, but for me to do that movie again, I would need drugs. Castaway? Oh. Oh. That's not my kind of movie. It's like that movie where those two people are stuck in the ocean where they're going to, you know what's going to happen. They're going to die. Right. Shark's going to eat them. They're going to hypothermia. Yeah, that's. I don't remember the name of that. I'm not good with remembering names of movies. I only Titanic. watch movies on the airplane. We're not watching Titanic. That's not even Titanic. No, talking sad, about two people stuck in that lady pushed him down, and made him drown. Gosh, Boy. you should watch the Notebook, Jason. It's highly entertaining, comical. <laughs> and you're not watching. We that. need to give him a chick flick that'll make him cry. You got a girlfriend, Jason? Nah. The Notebook. Well, you and some guys can watch. Chick How do you not together. cry at the end of the Notebook? Yeah, I like the Notebook. How do you not cry at the end of it? I don't remember it. What happened? I can't tell you right now. Oh, I screwed up. I, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. I cried the. the it's like a guy the movie the, where them bees bit my. Uh, what's that guy from Home Alone? My oh, the Coffin yeah. or whatever. Uh, the what is it? So, it's like after a flower. Or I was on a first date with you know a girl, what I'm about? and we're sitting in the movie theater. I was probably like 14, 15, whatever. And this movie comes on. I'm like, she wants to go see it. I'm like, all right, let's go see it. First date. I am crying like a little. Just crying my eyes out. I'm like, she's never gonna go Love out with it. me again. It that was, damn, those uh, bees stung yes, him to death. My girl, my girl. Yeah, man, that's so, sad. The Notebook. The guy's all about the girl the entire movie. Like, and then they they end up together and they get old. But it, they're with, they're together as they're really old. And then she flips out and like doesn't remember him and like. Get away from me. Like, she oh. is. Yeah. See, I thought Fifty First Dates was a really sweet movie. I went it's to the similar. place in Hawaii. It's similar. Yeah. I went to Hawaii, and I made a point to go find the Hukilau Cafe. You did? I did. So I it's love, a real thing? It's a real place. Oh. Yep. I went to the Hukilau Cafe and had breakfast. I love They serve movie. spam. Yeah. I love Drew Barrymore, though. Me too. And Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler's funnier than hell. Yeah. I've been around him a couple You've times. You've seen that, right? 
No. no that you needs to be. That needs to be. He's super sheltered. He hasn't seen anything. That's why we're doing this. I'd almost just roll a cast away. Or yeah. Somebody pick one. That's meet the fuckers. I've heard of that one before. Do that one. I want to. You got to spike those fucker. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You'll laugh. All right. <laughs> I really can't believe you haven't seen that one either. That's... I haven't seen anything. What's the I other noticed. good one with uh, Stifler? Oh, uh, American Pie. Yeah, we got to do that one too, Jason. <laughs> American good. Pie. Remember when that guy was shaving? And oh, they, and he they throws had, it over the they balcony. Had, they, had the, they had the wedding cake down there, and he threw <laughs> his pubes out the window. God, that was awful. <laughs> Then they had Wasn't the, that American Pie? Yeah, it's the oh, warm apple pie. Remember? Sick. <laughs> the, oh, God. How many people you think tried that? <laughs> Ew. Hey, which one was the movie uh, where we got a we got a bleeder? We got a screamer. What was it? Uh, I don't know. It was with a... Is that rated for this show or... <laughs> God. <laughs> it was the guy that got his... He had a zipper issue. What's his name? Ben Stiller. Is that a uh, 40-year-old virgin? I think it's something about Mary. Is that Mary. where they rip his chest Oh, something out? about I think Mary. it's something about Mary. Yeah, because 40-year-old virgin is good, something too. Something about Mary has Cameron Diaz in it, and then 40-year-old virgin has him, too, in it. I think it's something about Mary. We got yeah. we got some good ones here going 40-year-old on. 40-year-old virgin, when they rip his chest hair out, yeah. oh, my god, And he's all patchy. They said that was real. Oh. Like, he, like, really he really did it? Yeah. Like, he really did it, and it was screaming, like, oh, my god, Sure. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We got sidetracked. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Jason, yeah. I'm glad you liked the movie, I feel like that was, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Vince yeah. Vaughn's hard to beat. He's he the is. funniest human being I've ever been around in real life. I would say Vince Vaughn and uh, that group right there, man, like Step Brothers guy, whatever his name is, is hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good group. So, all right. Racing for a million. Cool. Are we yeah, racing for a million? million? Million bucks. Not to the spotter. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you going to get if your guy wins a million bucks? Uh, a pat on the back. <laughs> I'm getting a trip on a yacht either way. Holla. I'm pretty That's happy. That's true. Yeah. Well, good times. be paid for. Hey, so. If you come to Charlotte, lots to do in the area. Obviously, race shops, Hall yep. of Fame downtown, Junior Motorsports is here. Uh, a lot of cool stuff you can see, a lot of things you can put your hands on that's racing related. Um, we, we love going to this racetrack. I mean, I, yeah. every time I pull into there, I remember going there as a kid and camping on the infield and having a good time. And it's a fun week in Charlotte because everybody's real chill. You know, if you see guys in the garage, they're more chill than they will be at the 600. So if you're a fan and you're in this area, come come check us out. It's a it's cool. We do it better than anybody else does it for All-Star. I really wish, though, I had an idea that we'd have these guys guest bartend downtown at the Epicenter, and I'll take them into bars, and like we should do that on Thursday night. It'd be fun. Let me know. I'll go bar hopping with you. Holla. Holla. You sure? <laughs> Can you handle that? No. I can't. Freddie always tries to get me to go out drinking when we're on the weekends, yeah. which, by the way, I p- apparently Freddie's like my manager because oh, really? you text me yeah. was like, hey, what are you doing? Can you come in on Monday? And I was like, yeah, sure. Got it all set up, and then later Freddie texted me and was like, "Hey, can you come in on Monday?" And I'm like, "Dude, are you going to be there he too?" Gets and he gets fifty goes, bucks if you say yes. To him. That's not. Good. <laughs> he goes, "Nope." No, that's not good. So is TJ's that the radar? Looking, TJ's looking at his phone. And oh no, I'm on Instagram. I'm on the gram. Oh, the gram. Boy. All right, we're all right, out. Thanks cool. for listening, right, Hannah. Thank you for yeah, coming hey, on. Thank yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. See ya. Holla. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.